Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. And as we all know, we have all been in a constant you know, state of disruption as business people over the past year, maybe even a little bit more than the past year. The way we work, the way we communicate, uh, the way we consume and connect, all of this pace of change has really created a lot of uncertainty in businesses. Uh, and let's be honest, a lot of you know, anguish and mental anxiety in certain situations too. Burnout, loss of productivity. We're all working nonstop now from home, etc. Our next guest is is an expert about these uh, issues and, and is a an, uh, certified executive leadership coach. Brenda Bentz joins us. She is the author of The Forgotten Choice, How to Master the Inside Job of Leadership During Times of Uncertainty. Brenda, I can't think of a more uh, prescient topic to discuss. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Glenn. Nice to meet you, Neil. Hello. Uh, Brenda, what, what are the, the biggest issues? I mean, obviously, we all know the pan, what the pandemic has done to all of our lives, yours included. You used to be on the road quite a lot doing <laughs> keynote speeches and executive coaching, uh, and all of that business has changed radically. But for, for most business executives, what are, what are the big problems, big challenges they are facing in this constant state of disruption? I would say number one thing is uncertainty uncertainty around a whole host of things. I mean, just to give you some perspective, um, let's play a little game. So picture a pack of runners getting ready for a cross-country race. Mm-hmm. You're going to break them into two groups. One group, you, the night before the race, you give them a map of the trail and show them where they're going to run and what that's going to be like, et cetera. The second group, on the mor- just say, show up on the morning of the race and we'll you know, just follow the signs as you go along. So I'm asking you to, which... Which one, which group is going to have the faster race times? Oh, the first one for sure, I would, I would think. I'll, I'll, agree, think with, I'll agree with Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yes, it's true. It's the one with the map yeah. because we're hardwired for certainty. We love predictability. And when we don't have it, it breaks down productivity, our ability to communicate effectively, our ability to connect, our ability to think. It changes everything. So – Uncertainty is foundational to success. Uh, to, uh, that lack of uncertainty is really causing, wreaking a lot of havoc. And that's both for self-leaders, people who are leading themselves, as well as leaders of others. And, you know, leaders of others, as a coach, they come and they'll say, ah, what do I do? I don't, I don't know the answers to these questions myself. I don't even know how to do this for me. When people come to me and ask me, what am I supposed to say, right? Yeah. So I think this, this foundation of underlying uncertainty is really prevalent in our workspace today how do you coach, and in our lives. How do you coach people to mitigate that in, mm-hmm. in a professional work setting? Well, the first thing I think that's really important to think about is focus on what you can control, not what you cannot control. You've heard that before, but it's really true. I mean, if you start to make the longest list of what we can control, it's a really long list. The challenge is we're focusing on what's going wrong. Hmm. We're spending all of our time on how we don't, we can't fly. We can't, we have to do Zoom. We do all these negatives we're focusing on. If we really encourage coaching clients and, and folks to stay focused on what can you change? What can you control? And honestly, it's a long list. The way we act, the way we react, the way we look, the way we sound, the way we think. Oh, my goodness, the inside job of this is so important, right? What, mm. What's going on inside this noggin up here? It's key. We can control our, the way we're you know, communicating, the way we are. Re- I mean, everything. We have so much more c- control than we think. Right. And if you just stay focused on that, that changes that mindset. 
That's fascinating. I mean, Brenda, I'm listening to you as many of our listeners are, and I'm just thinking, yeah, what if we don't know the answers? Do we, as leaders, do we say we don't know the answers? I mean, I'm just thinking of scenarios off the top of my head. I work at Changi Airport, or I work in aviation, or I work for the Singapore Grand Prix, or the company's connected to the Singapore Grand Prix, and I've just learned that it's been cancelled. What do I say to my staff who come to me and say, what's the future? Where's my rice bowl? Is it going to be protected? Predicted, uh, protected? I don't know what's happening in aviation. I don't know what's going to happen with the Singapore mm. Grand Prix. I literally don't know. What do we do in those situations? Well, I think you're absolutely spot on, Neil. We have to say, I don't know. But there's a big fear of, I don't know. Mm. Because as leaders, we think we should have all the answers. You know, leaders, we should have the answers. When people come to us, that's our job as leaders is to give them the right answers. But I want to go back to a really important paradox that I think I've been sharing with coaching clients during this entire pandemic, which has made a huge difference. It's the Stockdale paradox. If you've heard of that, but James Stockdale was a naval officer back in world in uh, the the Vietnam War, the American Vietnam War, and he was a prisoner of war for seven years. Seven years, and he became kind of the de facto leader of the POWs, the prisoners of war. What he discovered during that seven years was there was three groups, three distinct groups of people, and the the ones who died first were the blind pessimists. Ugh. This is not going to end well. This is not good. There's no good ending to any of this. They died first. The second group was the blind optimists. Ah, we're going to be out by Christmas. Hey, we're going to be out by the end of the year. And when that didn't happen, what happened? They died. They Mm. lost hope and died. Mm. Interestingly, the group that survived the longest were the realistic pragmatists, the hopeful pragmatists. Why? Because they would say things like, you know what? We don't know when this is going to end. We don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. We don't see it. But pandemics have existed for centuries, for example, like we would say that today, right? Other POWs have been in camps before, for a long time. They eventually get out, and we will too. Mm -hmm. So it's balancing this honest, brutal honesty with this pragmatic, realism and hope, hope, some opportunity of hope. So I'm saying today to leaders to say the same thing. Let's go in and saying, I don't know the answer to this. That right now there is no light at the end of the tunnel. That's brutal honesty. But pandemics, we have been overcoming them as humans for centuries. We will continue to do this will be over as well. We're talking with Brenda Bentz, certified executive leadership coach, the author of The Forgotten Choice, How to Master the Inside Job of Leadership During Times of Uncertainty. And in your book, Brenda, you talk about this this frame of mind that you've just uh, referred to uh, that was brought forward in the Stockdale Paradox. this can be tough for people. It's, you know, the, uh, a growth mindset or a, a glass half full mindset versus the, the oppressive weight of all the stuff that's gone wrong yeah. or that could go wrong. And so when you, when, you have, when you coach a leader to perhaps break their old mindset, are there certain specific things that they can do to, to reorient their own thinking to get themselves out of a glass half empty mindset? Absolutely. So look, again, it's where we focus. I already mentioned that. But I think the other thing to remember is when the world outside is in a complete state of disruption, and it is, and it has been for a long time, 
the only thing I think we can sustainably do that's going to create real change, real change, is to disrupt the inside. <laughs> mm. It's to disrupt our mindset. We have to change the way we're thinking, the way we're perceiving all of this. And so I really help people shift from a place of fear, mm. because there's a lot of fear going on right now. I would say we're walking bags of fear right now, most of us. We're just so full of fear. Mm. Mm. Shift away from that fear into the potentiality of what could be. And there is potentiality happening right now beyond this pandemic. There really is. I mean, we're looking at governments finally communicating about things. We're seeing, you know, governments communicating to their citizens more frequently than they have in the past. We're starting to see some real potentiality, but we're not focusing so much on that. We're focusing on what's going wrong on the fear-based aspects. Mm. So really getting people to shift that perspective, it is the most healthy thing we can do to drive mental and emotional well-being in the workplace. So really helping leaders understand that. Mm. That's a fascinating uh, point, Brenda, and it has some personal resonance for me um, because I'm about to launch a third book that is going to be affected by the pandemic. It's the third book in a row that's going to be disrupted by the pandemic. And as I'm saying that, I'm writing the next book. And while I'm writing it, I'm literally sitting in front of the laptop thinking to myself, I don't know why I'm bothering because the previous three three have been affected by the pandemic. And unless something dramatic changes, maybe this one will too. But yet something compels me to keep writing anyway. Is that the kind of optimistic pragmatism that you're looking for? Well, first of all, I like the little voice inside that says, keep writing anyway, because there's a reason you're writing those books, Neil, right? I can't Everyone, do anything else, Brenda, is the short answer. <laughs> you got no but place else to go, to. Neil. No place else. <laughs> <laughs> but let me shift that a little for you. May I say, there's never been a better time to write a book. <laughs> People are sitting at home. Yeah. They need something to do. They're online more than ever. Turn it into an ebook. Maybe that it becomes an audio book. People are online more than ever. So look at the possibilities behind that, Neil, is what I would say. There's a whole host out there. And by the way, online books are blowing up. Yeah, I know. Ebooks are, uh, e-books are up. Audio books are up in terms of market share. The potentiality there is tremendous. I like Brenda. She finds positives in everything. <laughs> I want it to come on every week. <laughs> you need the little voice in your head. Uh, Brenda, when you look at, at industry by industry or industry sectors, who seems to be faring the best uh, over this past year? Are, are there specific businesses, companies, uh, you know, global organizations that, have, that are getting it or, or, or certain leaders of those organizations who are getting it and are bright lights uh, in, in this pandemic? Well, I think everyone's struggling, whether it's even businesses that are doing very well. I I coach in many different industries. For example, I am coaching in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm coaching in the healthcare industry. Their businesses are skyrocketing, right? Um, Distribution, distribution companies, you know, the the Amazon issues of the world, the Lazadas. Again, people are online. They're all shopping. Yes, those are going through the roof. Um, even unexpected things that we might not anticipate are are doing well simply because we're we're home, we're shopping, we're mm. you know that type of thing. Um, so I would say there's a few of those, yes. But I think everyone, even those even those healthcare facilities, healthcare companies that are doing so well, they are also struggling. They're struggling with mental health. One of our one of our healthcare uh, clients just is shutting down for an entire week. The entire 60,000 employees worldwide are going to take a mental and emotional wellness week. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the entire company, because they realize the importance of this. So everyone's struggling in some way, or everyone's looking at this from some perspective. It's not the same old world. Yeah. So yeah. How, how do you deal with that, Brenda? You know, you're dealing with companies that are struggling in the pandemic. You're dealing with com- uh, companies that are booming, and then the ones in the, in the middle with the uncertainty. It, it comes to a point that we were talking about just recently that, you know, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to the pandemic for companies, and I'm sure that's the case for you. So how do you go about dealing with all these clients with very different needs? You know, the key, Neil, is you have to meet them where they are. Mm. There's no right, there's no wrong, there's no good, there's no bad. There's no way to compare, but they're doing this, and we're doing this, and we should be doing better at that because, no. Meet them where they are. What is your current situation? What can you control? What can't you control? How do you improve communication, too? By the way, communi- in, in times of crisis, communicate, communicate, communicate. That's the most important thing. But there's things that they can do. You have to meet each company and each CEO and each executive exactly where they are. There's no good. There's no bad. There's no right. There's no wrong. Just accept that where you are is where you are. Some people are much more resilient. They are out there saying, I don't care about this pandemic. I'm going to make things happen. And others are absolutely shriveling up into a shell and saying, I don't know if I can make it through this. So you have to find, meet them where they are and with no judgment, just objective curiosity and the desire to help. Brenda, how can our business leaders who are listening uh, get in touch with you if they want to get more information or or just a little pep talk from you? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Just reach out to me at my website, brendamence.com. I'm also on, I I know you mentioned earlier, social media uh, diets, but I'm on social media. (laughs) So you can find me pretty much on all of the major channels and I would love to connect and help. Yeah. And Brenda, I'll be calling you nightly from now on (laughs) at about bedtime, if that's okay. What am I doing? I have some issues with insomnia. So if you could just call me every night about 9, 10 p.m., we'll be just fine. You know what I say, Neil? Sleep is highly overrated. You know, so don't worry about that. Brenda Benz, certified executive leadership coach, the author of The Forgotten Choice, How to Master the Inside Job of Leadership During Times of Uncertainty. Brenda, thanks so much for being with us today on Money FM. Thank you. Great to connect. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.